Now that's how you're supposed to shoot. From now on, that's how you shoot. Oh man, I want my next partner to shoot like that. Woo! It takes a dysfunctional person to bust somebody in the head like that. That is some dysfunctional shit. My next partner is going to invite me to his barbecues and shit though. Welcome to the junk drawer. Oh, you just move your finger. You must feel pretty good about that. They're like devising a plan. <laughs> his whole body's limp. Yeah. And they like gotta pick his head up. By the great Dr. Seuss. Not a real doctor. Not an actual doctor. Pediatrician. Right. No. Not also not. He's a practicing medical physician. <laughs> no. But oh. He first of all thinks that the hot blonde chick in the scene was. <laughs> Give her a ten yeah. for looks. Yeah. They're doing um, a threesome. Nope. That's not right. No, him and his wife, I think, are... They called it John Quick. He's gonna finish first. So... <laughs> anyway... It's finally time to open the junk drawer. Boys and girls, children of all ages, we are here for another edition of the junk drawer. So we're only broadcasting to boys and girls and only children. Only children. This is for children only. <laughs> Just kidding, this movie is not for children. No. This week... My name is Bryce Howell. I am joined by my co-host. This week, his name is Bryce Howell. Only this week, this week only. Who are my co-hosts, though? Mario Rico. This week, I'm Cole Brown. All right. Hey, and bastard. I'm not even going to bury the lead. I'm going to get right into it. This week, we are talking about Bad Boys 2. What you going to do when so, they come for you? Bad Boys Nobody 2. Nobody going to get you no way. way. Police <laughs> better get you some <laughs> chase. Hated all of that. Okay. Um, so Bad Boys 2 is the second movie in the Bad Boys uh, trilogy. Uh, I thought Bad, it was called Nasty Boys. Bad Boys for Life was just released in theaters uh, a few weeks ago, so we're like one or two, I think two weeks behind yeah. on that, but we're talking about the second one, not Bad Boys, which was released in uh, 1995, I believe. We're talking it about was. Bad Boys 2, which is 2003. Three. So, let's get right into it. We all watched Bad Boys 2 this week. Yeah. I, I'm interested to know what you guys thought. Cool. Who do you want to start? Uh, Cole, why don't you go? You you seem like you're champing at the bit here. Um, man, <laughs> I've never been more surprised at a a change of heart in a movie for me. My memory of this far outweighed my viewing experience this time around, and so I'm gonna just give my score based off my most recent viewing, not necessarily the nostalgia of seeing it in the past, because I really don't know if I've ever seen this movie straight through at any point. I think I've only ever like seen it on FX and watched from like a certain point on. Um, so we talk about giving a movie ratings based on its critical level and then my enjoyment level. This is a time when I think <laughs> it's matched up where I think it is critically low and also I did not really enjoy it. Wow. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna give it a 55. Wow. Okay. I so think you still thought it was above average? It's Yes, it is, I mean, it's hard for me to ever say a movie is below average that we've reviewed on this podcast because it takes a lot for a movie to me to be below average. Yeah. Okay. So it is above average, but to me, it's like just slightly. Cool. And we talked about the Cole optimistic grading scale that a 55 is an F. 55 is an yeah. F. Yeah. <laughs> Cole's really on the uh, grade school grading system yeah, more exactly. than the 50 is average. So I wanted to thank you for choosing this movie. You're welcome. Because, I don't know, the Bad Boys franchise is like one of those movies in movie culture that's really well known. Yeah. And it's referenced a lot. And I had never seen it. And so finally, I'm like, okay, this is our time to see it. Um... I kind of feel like I've gotten soft with how I see movies now. I'm trying to enjoy them more, yada, yada, yada. So I want to thank you for choosing this movie. You're welcome. Because you put me back on my soapbox. You're welcome. This is the quintessential 
moronic action movie. And I mean that in the worst way possible. <laughs> it was so hard to watch. It, it, it pained me. I was discomforted the whole time. I was uncomfortable. I have the Transformers 5, 4 and 5 is the worst movie experiences ever. This is up there with those. And ironically, wow. or coincidentally, I should say, same director. A Michael Bay... I don't Jerry, think that's a coincidence. It's by not the way. a coincidence, yes. <laughs> but a Michael Bay, Jerry Bruckheimer vehicle is my least favorite movie ever. This is obnoxious. It's shot horribly. The angles are weird. There's background music in every dialogue scene. It's There's no acting in the movie. It's just lines being spoken. It's like a commercial or an advertisement for something. It's horrible one-liner quips. It's the part, the movie exists to be an action movie. My least favorite parts about the movie are the action set pieces. I hate them all. And it took me so long to watch this movie. It was a disaster. I'm in physical pain. Wow. I hate you for choosing this movie at the same time as I thank you. <laughs> you said you were thankful. It's awful. And the only reason I give it the score I give is because I like Martin Lawrence and I like Will Smith historically. Not in this movie at all. I'm giving it 29%. Okay. It is the worst movie we have watched on this podcast. Wow. Triple X had a little bit of charm at times. It was funny to watch at times. And Daredevil was a cinematic masterpiece compared to this. This was horrible. And the racial slurs that they said, it was over the top. Like, we got it. It was too much. Ugh. Never will I watch this movie again. Never. Okay. So So thank you for bringing me back down to earth. Let me, let me start by saying, I hear you. And I don't think that you're wrong. <laughs> I was surprised to see that I was actually in the majority of... I thought everyone loved this movie. It was enjoyable, but critically, I thought it was good. It's a bo It bombs. No. I haven't seen the Metacritic score. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 23. So, listeners of the pod will be familiar with, or are becoming familiar with my taste in movies of over-the-top action movies. Bad action movies. Being my favorite genre, which is true. I, I love a good over-the-top action movie, and Bad Boys 2 is that. Michael Bay does pump out those style of movies. Oh, Let me also say something that might be new to you on the pod, uh, if you haven't heard the Men in Black episode. Will Smith is, I, I have a massive crush on Will Smith in every possible sense of that word. Um, like, people ask me like, oh, like, but surely you don't like this Will Smith movie that's considered bad. Whatever After movie you're Earth? thinking of, I like it. If I've seen it. I've never seen After Earth. People are like, oh, but like surely you don't like Wild Wild West. I love Wild Wild West. Like, surely you don't like Hitch, though. I, I love, love Hitch. Hitch. Hitch is really good. Like, <laughs> every single Will Smith movie that's considered, quote, bad, I love. So, I will watch Will Smith running around Miami with his shirt off for... 10 hours. Give me that movie forever. I would rather watch that. That's a large chunk of both of the Bad Boys movies. Um, or all three of the Bad Boys movies now. Um, so, and what makes this one better than Bad Boys is Gabrielle Union is involved, who I also love. I've loved her since yeah, she, she was act. Isis and Bring It On, and she was just fierce, and she's fierce in this movie as is well. Is she a musician? No. She's, she's only, an, only actress? an actress? Yes. Is she good in other stuff? Yes. She's great in everything. She's great in this. No one's good in this. Yes. Everybody is good in this. <laughs> anyway, I hear you. I know. It's, it is poorly Ooh. directed. I want to read a, uh, a review, though. It summed it up perfectly. Okay, go before ahead. Before you get into, more into your this review. This is another one from Dave, your brother. This is from Vinny Mancuso from Collider.com. Okay. 
There is no discernible difference between doing cocaine and watching the film Bad Boys 2. Honestly, a compliment. The closest comparison possible to director Michael Bay's 2003 buddy action sequel would be if you force-fed a computer nothing but John Woo movies and then made it direct a Limb Biscuit video. Bad Boys 2 is a disaster portrait painted by an artist with Uzis for hands. It is chaotic. It is a chaotic sonnet composed on a Monster Energy drink can. It is undoubtedly the peak of Bayheim Mountain, and I'm pretty sure Michael Bay has been chasing that knife-edge balance between cinematic coolness and cruelty ever since, and since he's mostly failed, Bad Boys 2 would have been a, remained a fascinating time capsule if it were not for Bad Boys for Life, which was hitting theaters. So... It almost died. All, all of that sounded like a compliment to me. <laughs> he, he later goes on to say it's a fun time. It's yeah. a bad movie, but a fun time. Which is how I feel about it. Which I could have gotten on board with, but like I said, it's it it made me... You didn't have fun watching this I was movie. upset. Wow. Physically, mentally, sexually. And I will say, too, that I'm, I'm like Bryce. Like The Will Smith love I have in my heart far outweighs anything that seems reasonable. Um, and so probably a big portion of the 55% for me comes from just having Will Smith in the movie. Right. He's, he, he, it, to me, and Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence is also great in this movie. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not trying but to Will disparage Smith Martin Lawrence. Will Smith specifically is just peak Will Smith in this Oof. movie. And that can be a bad thing for a lot of people, but it is an amazing thing for me. I so anyway, I know I'm too high. No. I gave it a 76. Wow. I love this movie. Wow. I watched it a lot. I owned it on DVD. So, like, we had a little portable DVD player that you could take with you in the car when mm -hmm. we went on, like, road trips when I was a kid. And, like, the two movies I'd bring for my DVD player were Bad Boys 2. You watched as a kid? And Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Also, my parents clearly didn't care. I mean, yeah. I was, like, 13 when it came out. So, like, it wasn't that much of a kid, but still. I think uh, I wanted to disagree. Bad parenting. I think Martin Lawrence is the best part. I think this is one of the worst Will Smith performances I've ever seen. And I think he's one of the best actors in Hollywood. This is not Will Smith acting. This is Will Smith pretending to be a version of Will Smith that he thinks his fans want. Okay. That's what it was to me. I, so it made like, me sad for him. Martin Lawrence definitely appeals to like a different movie watcher than me in this movie. Because it, it, in the movie, Will Smith, who plays Mike Lowry is just the quintessential like cool guy in every sense of the word. He drives cool cars, he dates beautiful women like Gabrielle Union. He is it's a cool sister. guy. Oh, it's Martin Lawrence. No, it's Martin Lawrence's sister. Martin Lawrence is the family man. There's a lot more comedy that her uh, his name's Marcus in the movie. A lot of the comedy occurs kind of around him and around him being kind of a dork. Uh, which is very funny, but again, my crush on Mike, well, my crush on Will Smith only allows me to stand one person in this movie, and that is Will Smith. Talk about Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> the way Martin Lawrence says his name in this movie is incredible. Um, so, it sounds like we're all pretty set, but are you sure? Are you sure about your rating? Would Did, you change anything what, about it? What's the Metacritic score? Oh, sorry. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, closest to the pin is our friend Mario. The Metacritic score is 38. Wow. 38. I am beyond shocked. Oh, that's so low. Which is remarkable to me because, again, I like this movie. I know not everybody does, and that's fine. But I at least thought it was better than the first Bad Boys. All of the Bad Boys movies are critically trashed. The even first the one, new one? Yes, even the new one, especially the new one. <clears throat> the first one has like a 41 on Metacritic, I think. And then this one's worse. I found this one much more interesting. I don't particularly like the first one. Um, but that's because a huge plot point in the first one 
is Martin Lawrence pretending to be Will Smith for like half of the movie, which is that sort of like yep, like comedy that doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. Um, this one I I love obviously too much more than most apparently. I was my counterpoint would be is that to me what really I mean as we get into it more, but the offsetting of this one is. The power scaling is insane in this movie. Oh, yes. In comparison to Bad Boys 1. Oh, yes. It's like Michael's joke about Bruce Willis in uh, Die Hard. Right. From Die Hard 1 to whatever, 5 Die yeah. Hard. Yeah, right. And, 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 uh, He's just a cop. <laughs> that is definitely one of my parts of the movie that's it's like easy for me to suspend disbelief because they are supposed to be just regular old Miami PD. Well, not regular old Miami PD. They are detectives. They are task force. They're detectives? I think they're task force. But there are detectives also. Yeah. They're detectives on a task force. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't. Yeah. I, okay. Um, I, I the collateral damage that they bring every time there's a scene. Yes. it makes me <laughs> sick. And they would lose their job, and the city would sue them for gross. But they're bad boys. They don't play by the rules. Well, I do. Actually, <laughs> they're bad boys for life. Bad boys for life. God. Yeah. But in this one, they're just bad boys too. Okay. So you guys obviously did not enjoy the movie. So. We are going to talk about our efficient fix. So if you were going to change something about the movie, what would it be? And so when we say efficient fix, again, we mean if you change one thing, what causes the greatest mm. improvement of the movie? So don't say like, no, yeah, fix everything. Yeah. Obviously, you guys didn't enjoy it. But like, what's the one thing? I would get a new director. And I say that because it's a big fix. It is, it's efficient, though. Michael Bay shouldn't be allowed to direct movies in Hollywood ever. I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking, who the hell wants to watch this movie? But then Bryce existed. Um, <laughs> it's just, the way it's shot is so strange. You could have had this movie just more, I hate to say this, it's something like snob, character driven. Just shoot it through the lives of Marcus and Mike and the events unfold instead of, it literally is like cutscenes, like... Like YouTube montages put together with horrible, horrible angles, weird lighting, and then you have background music. At one time when, when that Reggie character shows up to go on the date with uh, Marcus's daughter, mm -hmm. they reference a song. I can't remember what song. Ludacris, move, get out of yeah, the way. Yeah, and they start playing it faintly. It starts playing in the dialogue along the diet with them in the background. Yeah. It's so stupid. Will does call him a tall, ludicrous looking MFR. Yeah. Yeah. That seems not great. I, no, yeah, no, yeah. there's some definite oh, that poorly aged awful. scenes. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough... Next to the one where they're in like the scene. Circuit City type place and oh, they're going through so that. Oh, so bad. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of that kind of... But I don't know. I can't even tell you a director. Who directed the other guys? What's Adam McKay? Adam McKay. I would give Adam McKay this movie. Make it a little more comedic and ease off the explosions and crap. Focus on the acting chops of Smith, Lawrence, and Union and deliver a better movie in an hour 48 minutes. I think the issue with Adam McKay is I mean this he he tends to do things that have like some nuance in like terms of the like what he's really poking at whereas this yeah, is surface right. level enough with just bad guys with drugs and yeah. money that I don't know that he like he would he would take it in a new direction. It would be maybe for the yeah. better, but the plot would be different and as well. Give it to Michael Mann then. He always directs crap like this. Crap. Michael Mann's movies are no, good. Great. I'm kidding, but I don't know. Also, yeah, the length. I know you said one, but God, it was why. Yeah, I mean, at the risk of this being my complaint for every single movie we review on the pod, 
This movie is so long. It's not a Star Wars. I, it's not a Marvel. It I doesn't need to be that long. What I consider the beginning of the movie, and like walked away and realized it was like forty-five minutes of the movie, which is two hours and forty-five minutes long. It's it's insane, and I do think so. Maybe this also would get away from the Michael Bay of it, who. I like some Michael Bay movies. Uh, I like one, the first Transformers. I think he also does Independence Day. I don't think so. Let me double check on that. He does Armageddon in Pearl Harbor. So, yes, I don't particularly care for Michael Bay most of the time. I think a way you could get away from him a little bit is to make it, and I always suggest this, so I know it's, it's I, I'm, this will be the last time, and then I'm done. Miniseries. <laughs> Bad Boys miniseries. It's a police procedural. You can stretch out this plot that is kind of interesting because it has this weird, like, chaotic energy the whole time of, like, these competing factions. So you have the Haitians, who you basically get nothing about because they kind of get knocked out in the first part of the movie. You get the Russians, who have something interesting going on, but, like, you don't get very much of them. And then the Cubans are the primary villains. And then the DEA and Miami PD are all involved. And there's so many different yeah. factions competing that it creates this chaotic energy that's really interesting to me, but you don't get to like draw it out enough because like it's, oh, oh these guys are the Russians and there's two guys. The guy, these guys are the Haitians and there's, they're in the movie for 30 minutes and then they're out. An right? abandoned house. Yeah, you left out the ex-CIA reps, you left out the Coast Guard as well. Well, I mean, all of that, yeah, I mean, that part is under, so ludicrously over the top. But yeah, the, I mean, I'd like to get more of the DEA guys who like, I keep getting confused. I'm like, are they good guys or bad guys? Oh yeah, they're good guys. Exactly. My counterpoint would be that they did that. It was CSI Miami and it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. CSA Miami has a long. different vibe than Bad Boys. I would argue that it doesn't. Here's because that's part of my. I mean, I have an Honestly, though, I put Will Smith in her as Horatio in CSI Miami. It's the greatest show. I'm of all so time. glad that Cole is on my side because <laughs> I was scared. This has never happened, by the way. We've never been friends. We've ne well, that's not what I meant. Oh, we've never. Yeah, that's agreed what Cole meant. In these stupid action films that Bryce picks, we've never agreed on one. I got more, by the way. <laughs> Just I, I'm I got telling you, I'm watching this movie and DVDs thinking in my house. I would rather watch Triple X again. But it's I weird mean, to me too, as well because I don't get what it is that I love so much about the rundown and I don't like about this. Charisma and a simple plot and it's not loud and obnoxious. I guess. I don't know. So here's my here's my nitpicks. I'm going to do two quick nitpicks Go and then it. my efficient fix. Okay. Nitpick number one. that The sequencing and editing is really poorly done. Yes, thank you. From a standpoint where... Do you mean like in individual scenes or like of the, the overall movie? In scenes specifically, it'll okay. happen, especially in the action sequences. They'll do things that may, want you to think that it's sequential, as if time is actually building upon itself. But then they keep showing you cuts to where it looks like all of a sudden you've like rewound in time. So like what I'm trying to describe, they're chasing a guy through like downtown Miami and you see a scene where they round a corner around a building and they're like a pace right behind him, like within arm's reach. And then it cuts to, and all of a sudden he's at the top of the stairs of a subway and they're just starting the stairs. <laughs> and then cut to, he's on the subway and, you know, just grabbed his gun. So there's times, especially like in the car chase scenes, like you'll see them side by side with the vehicle. And then it goes to the interior vehicle, them talking, and they're like 12 car lengths back all of a sudden. So that, I, that I, threw me off a I lot. I do think that is editing to an extent, like the editor can fix that. But that is still like the directing again, because like it's the director's job to make sure the scene appears coherent and you know, you got to make sure that the actors are in the correct marks. And if it looks like they're about to hit, if they're about to grab the villain 
and then you need the chasing to go on for a, you know another four right. or five shots, then you can't well, can't or let this that happen. Movie, forty or fifty. Shots. Yeah, forty or fifty <laughs> shots, then you can't let that happen. Sorry, you, I didn't mean to yeah, cut you off. No, you're good. You meant what did you, did you mean? Lighting too? You said no. I didn't say lighting. You uh, said lighting. Oh, 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 what was the other one you said in that nitpick? I haven't said it yet. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you said two already. No, so that one, the action sequence, editing, um, and then my real just efficient fix would be. I think it can be summed up in one word, and it's believability. I said that earlier, but I, I, I lose interest in this movie in the believability aspect. Because for me, a lot of what happens in this movie comes off feeling like one of those re- weird episodes of Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> where I'm like, how do these people have access to these weapons? You said it's Chuck Norris how, in it. How can, how can any of these be happening? Like, there's times when they're just firing submachine guns into crowds. Police, too. Like, yeah. into buildings, into glass doors. Like, and I think part of it is that television and movies do this really weird thing with Miami. Like, they think of it as being, they try to create it as this other planet where anything can happen in Miami. Have you been? I just went. It kind of is. It's terrifying. <laughs> I was going to say the opposite. Like, I've been to Miami and it's very normal oh, as I, any other place. Oh, city. God. It gives me anxiety walking around. I feel like I'm in the movie when I'm in there. <laughs> It's awful. I'll never go back unless I have to. Well, we agree to disagree. I feel like I've been to Miami a handful of times and know that it's not what obviously they pose it to be. Like it, it feels like movies when they show like alligators doing really scary, sketchy things and sharks doing really scary, sketchy things, and you're watching it from a person who like lives near the ocean. You're like, or near like fresh body water. You're like, those animals don't behave that way. Like this is I fictitious. Watched, I saw a shark attack an alligator yesterday. They battled to the death out in your retention pond. Yeah, yeah of course. So yeah, I think the believability side is what I'd change. I'd, I'd make it, I'd bring everything back in. Like, I don't think they need to travel to Cuba. Like, you get an insane fight scene there at the end that? where they literally blow up an entire state in international Ugh. country. I think you just bring everything in smaller, and I like the movie more. Well, I wanted to, I thought I had heard you say editing and something else. So I want to ask you now, as someone who has a background in, in video editing and photography and stuff, did you also find the way it was shot to be weird? Like the angles and the lighting and... The angles more so. That would be my other nitpick if, if I'm giving one more is they do this shot a lot where there's someone close up in the foreground and the camera pans around slow motion and you reveal somebody in the background. It's a very unique and cool shot. But when they do it seven times with seven different couples of people, like four of which are just the bad boys... And like, okay, I've seen this exact shot again and this exact shot again. Like, yeah, the rotating with- shot around... Uh, oh. Martin Lawrence and uh, Will Smith is it's like, like why? It's like a good twenty five percent. It's this. It's like the Star Wars hand <laughs> wipe. It's literally like <laughs> this what? is bad boys. The Star the Wars, Wars like wipe. The, the wipes in between the transition scenes. from scene oh. to scene. The only time I've liked a rotating camera is in the beginning of that '70s show. They're going <laughs> each character. That's the only time it works. There was also there's a lot of angles in this movie where they're shooting it below the character and they show the character's full face. And they have like a lens flare coming in. It's not really a lens flare. It's like a glare. And then the next shot will be from like front on from the other character. And then they switch back to the below view. It's like, it makes you sick. And that like weird, like cocked camera angle was like a trendy thing. Oh, there's thing no cocks in, in it. Mo- <laughs> Whatever. Oh. Was like a trendy thing in movies for like a short period of time. And I am thankful that that went away because yeah. it was ridiculous. It's early 2000s trope. For <laughs> I sure. think the, the movie that did it the worst is uh, Battlefield Earth, which is considered one of the worst movies of all time. And it 
somebody who makes movies like watched it and was like, there isn't a shot where a character is just perpendicular in the screen. They're <laughs> is that all the turned. Aaron it's Eckhart the, one? No, it's the John Travolta alien Scientology movie. Oh, he thought it was gonna be the next Star Wars. Yeah, it was not. Um, all right, so you guys did like it. I'm gonna make you say something nice now. What did you think was the best scene in the whole movie? I don't think there was a best scene. I really don't. You have I to think. say something nice. But I will say... This is our affirmation circle of Bad Boys 2. You have so to say something nice. My favorite movies are romantic comedies or romantic genre, right? Uh-huh. So... I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I know. Fun fact. We just found out tonight. Um, my favorite scene, I think, might have been when Sid admits to Marcus that her and uh, Mike were had gone on some dates in New York. And then they get into it and... Marcus says, I don't want you to date my sister, essentially, because I think you're a player and a bad guy. That's a good scene also because, like, it's Will quiet. Smith and Martin Lawrence are actually, like, being actors. Yeah, but it's funny you said that because in the one scene when they're, like, they have a good dialogue going, what Cole said, um, I remember thinking it, too. They can't just have the scene. It's Martin Lawrence, and all of a sudden, the, it starts spinning around, and you see Will Smith. And then it rotates around. It's like not in this scene though, not the one you're describing. No, no, there's oh. a rotating camera to uh, some extent. I remember there. But it's like it's quiet. It's a simple scene. They got to act. Michael Bay's probably like, let's get through with this already. It's just oh. That is a good yeah. I love Will Smith's delivery. Like it comes off like really hilariously uncomfortable. He's like, yeah. right now I said I was in New York, and then like I I got dinner and she she was there too. Yeah. I got I got the the chicken. She got grouper. <laughs> it's, <a fish. laughs> it's funny that. This movie's made for it's an action movie. I my I hated the action sequences more than anything else. So this was kind of refreshing for me. I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting. At times I had to watch it a little faster than normal. Yeah, one point five speed, like you yeah, listen mm, to a podcast. More like two two speed. <laughs> oh gosh, two I've speed. never done that to a movie. Two speed. And this, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you what. This movie you can watch like that because you missed a lot of the one liners though. Which yeah, is the that's part true. Of the movie. But on Netflix, it shows you the scenes, and you're like, oh, so that's happening. And then as soon as I would get to a dialogue oh scene, I'm like, oh, this is really refreshing. They're acting. And Gabrielle Union was really good in that scene. She was. In the, in the in scene the, you described? In the scene I described, yeah. Right. It's great that she like keeps making fun of Will for, or I call him Will like we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps making fun of Mike. Like she's like, toughen up. He's like, I I'm tough. And she's like, then just tell him we're dating. He's like, I'll get to it. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. So that was that's my scene. Yeah, that is it doesn't sum up the movie at all. So if I show someone no, that, they're no, like, yeah. oh, is this Hitch 2? <laughs> yeah, we talk about sometimes when we introduce this segment, we'll talk about you know the scene that sells the movie. Yes. So like I think the scene that sells the movie, I might just show the opening sequence with them to over overthrowing yeah. this KKK rally. At least they're killing Because KKK it's killers. like it's insanity, it's ridiculous, it's humorous as well when he accidentally shoots his partner in the right. butt cheek. Um, and like, there's like a degree of which is like, if you, if you're into this, you'll be into the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, but my favorite scene is a different answer. My best okay. scene is the morgue when they're in oh. there going oh. through the funeral home and going <laughs> in that, that dialogue is another time where I think they let it be a little more quiet. They let them two just feed off each other and be hilarious. And that is a part where I think. Martin Lawrence as the nerd comes off really funny to me. Yes. Because, again... Well, and he's kind of like a scaredy cat, which right. is great. Will Smith is always cool. Cool, calm, collective. So he literally... They get in there and these bodies are on the operating tables all opened up with their organs already taken out. And Will Smith starts putting on gloves as he's just talking to Martin Lawrence. And all of a sudden, like the scene cuts back to Will Smith after briefly being, being on Martin Lawrence. And his whole arm is just down in this guy's body. <laughs> and Martin Lawrence is like, 
oh man, you're not even gonna warm up to it. You're just, you're just going straight in. Like everything about that, there's this, I mean, it's, it's kind of hilarious. There's this woman that's on the table and she's naked, but she also has very large boobs and they're like making fun of each other for looking. He's like, I don't know, but she's kind of, you know, and like he hides with her when the guys come yeah. in. Like there's so much foolishness, so much funniness going on. It's and it feeds right into the ecstasy thing. Yeah, ecstasy, ecstasy, which is so, funny. I think that uh, scene's great. Real quick, when Cole said the beginning scene is like this is what the movie is. If you don't uh, like, I swear to God, I, the first time I started watching, it, I shut it off because I had to do something after the KKK raid. Uh, and it's it's nice because you're like, oh, I really want them to just kill these guys, which is horrible. Right. But, um, but I remember thinking, I'm going to hate this movie because I hate this. Everything about this is just annoying and over the top to me. It is. So, it is very I, over the top. The only the part that made it the best was the um, homosexual gangster from Seinfeld. Who's, oh. we are thinking the armoire. Are you talking to me? Or are you talking to him? Yeah, I like Because you're obviously talking to one of us. I don't know <laughs> what you call it, but it's like, it's like Marcus and, and Mike's partners but it's like another pair yeah. of detectives but yeah. to see him in a serious role i can't i can't it's like the rob riggle in uh the other guys rob riggle in um what's uh his, oh, their who partner else? yeah who's his partner oh wayans mark, mark yeah. Why is yeah, it yeah. Wayans? The yeah. wayans. um but i enjoy it because like they spend most of the movie making fun of each other and giving each other crap which is he doesn't want to wear the ribbon mostly funny but <laughs> at the same time like mike and marcus will be like all right cut the crap like we need you guys to do something for us and they really do it i'm like i like this little Friendship. Again, if it's a miniseries, I feel like we get their friendship a little yeah. bit more. Isn't it gorgeous to be a fake in it? It's a beautiful piece. So, yes, Cole, I, I also really like the uh, morgue scene. It's really funny, too, because, like, Marcus can't get it together. He's, like, vomiting because of the dead bodies. Yep. He comes back. He's like, I'm good. I'm good now. And Mike's like, all right, hold this. I think this is a bag of drugs because the bags of drugs are hidden inside the bodies. Uh, he goes, nope, that's their kidney. And he just throws it at Marcus anyway. <laughs> and he just turns around and throws up again. It's so funny. Another scene that's great for the comedy of it, I don't know how you guys felt about this scene. I must have missed that one. I must have fast-forwarded through it. Is uh, when they're pretending to be the exterminators. Yes. They show up to the house. Oh my and they gosh. think it's roaches and they find out it's rats. And Marcus cannot get it together. And they go up to the upstairs and they see him and, and Marcus is losing it. And uh, Mike is trying to cover for him. He's like, what, what my partner is saying is these are not normal rats. <laughs> and Marcus is like, these are marsupials. <laughs> I just like am dying laughing. He says they're a different scene. breed. They're called big motherfuckers. <laughs> and then he, he says, yeah, they're, uh, they're, co they're co colonial, colonial rats. <laughs> and they send out their worker drones called marsupials. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. See, when, when, you, when you watch it the like gang that, you like, don't get the dialogue. Yeah, that's why he can't fast forward through it. That scene is so funny when they're supposed to be exterminating the rats. I'm like dying. If I can go in on the rats here for a second, another funny part in that se <laughs> sequence. You're, maybe you're bringing my points up right now. Uh -oh. <laughs> they're going back and forth. They're, they're surveying this house. They're in the guy's when, house. When Marcus yeah. sees the rats having so sex. So Marcus sees right? the rats having sex and he calls Will. And he's on the radio and goes, <laughs> dude. There's two rats are getting it on. This papa rat is banging this mama rat. He's like, how is this information that I need to know? He goes, they do it like we do. I mean, he is pile driving. Ah, <laughs> uh, juvenile humor. It doesn't get me. That scene is so... Oh, yeah, you're right. You never laughed at juvenile humor before. I am too... <laughs> the one who made a cock joke earlier. <laughs> um, that's not even my best scene. I just think it's the funniest part. My best scene, because it's the action scene that I think is the most well done, is when they have the gunfight with the Haitians in the pink house. Because that's oh. the first time that like so the revolving 
camera seems to have a purpose because Marcus and Mike are on the opposite side of a wall. They can't even see the Haitians that they're shooting at, which is kind of Mike's shoot first, ask questions later mm. rep. And then it keeps rotating Sorry around mess. so you can see both of So uh, you can vomit. I mean, it's not disorienting to me, and I have motion sickness, so I feel like I would I would get more disoriented. But anyway. It's not dizzying. It is yeah. too much. How about we try yeah. to shake you right now to prove that point? That's a weird thing to, to say. <laughs> Always uh, shake a baby. That's what they say. <laughs> but plus, I like that scene a lot. It's also Mike being funny. Marcus is hilarious because he's he's got this whole like new vibe where he's trying to be like self-controlled. But he, he gets so mad. Oh, not funny. <laughs> oh, I love the Every kid, him jokes. and Joey Pants. Uh, it would have been okay if, if one of them said it, but they all say it. Well, they went I to like the same it. Like the Goose Raba. Sorry, Goose go. Raba. That's from anger from management. management. Uh, Similar thing. I like it. Serenity Now is the only time that that's funny. Seinfeld. <laughs> they go to the same self-help group. That's how they help each yeah. other remain calm. It's Will important. Will Smith wasn't getting self-help. He well, he just had sex with his therapist. I think um, I I don't want to you know step on the host's toes here, but you it, are you're stepping all over my well, toes. You, you missed a worse scene, and I, that's probably because there's too many to choose from. So I didn't include a, a worse scene this week because I added our new Xander Cage Memorial Award for most overtop action scene for this this movie. This won't be so a Xander Cage character. is our is our great. There's action in every triple X marriage story and. Yeah. Uh, he has a number of over-the-top action scenes, but I would argue the Bad Boys 2 scenes take those triple X action scenes and they just like jump yeah. another 30 feet up into the air. That's how yeah. over-the-top they are. Yes. So where did you find yourself, and Cole, you mentioned the believability. So where was it the most unbelievable? Because I mentioned earlier, it takes a tremendous yeah. suspension of disbelief to buy in even 1% to this movie. So, so start us off, Cole. I, I can't. Like it, it seems like too much of low-hanging fruit to not choose this. Their siege on Johnny Tapia. Ta Tapia's house in Cuba is <laughs> bonkers insanity, insanity, insanity. It, it's premised by them basically sitting in a briefing room a day before saying, hey, we're trying all, we're using every avenue, we're going to get your sister back. Martin Lawrence's sister, or sorry, what's um, Gabriel Marcus? Union. Yeah, Marcus's sister is Sid. Sid, Sid is held hostage in Cuba, and they're they're trying to get her back. Yeah. So instead of waiting around for that because they're worried she's going to die, they amass a strike force to do what they're going to do. Which let me pause you for a second because this is also just ridiculous, and you can tell. That, so this movie came out in two thousand three, and it, it feels like very weird now because now. Uh, we are very big on civil liberties, which is a good thing. But two years after 9-11, people were not as big on civil liberties. And so like you hear the DEA agents and the other agents in there like, we're trying to negotiate diplomatic back channels. And they're like, that's not good enough. And you're like, well, that's kind of how like business gets done. And then so like a bunch of random people are all like, we know y'all are going to basically commit an act of terrorism in yep. Cuba. We are all 100% in, no doubt. And so, like, they want you to think, and I think at the time it probably was a little bit more believable, this, like, oh, yeah, like, this is this brotherhood. Like, they're all there. They're all down to help Marcus get his sister back. But now you're like, no, this is an awful idea. This is, like, literally they're going to be terrorists in yeah. Cuba right now. This is international terrorism to get one person back. <laughs> Miami police wouldn't be going. I'll tell you that much. Well, what about the TNT team? Yeah, so literally. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No. TNT. Which of course stands for Tactical, Tactical Narcotics, Narcotics team. team. Exactly. 
So that that's the setup. So they arrive to Cuba. Yes. They have uh, some days of surveillance. They use iguanas and cats to set off the race or the um, alarms out on this like yard and stuff like that. Throw them off, and they dig tunnels. So this scene is bonkers. It has bazookas. <laughs> it has guard towers with machine guns. It yes. has. At one point, a remote control car bomb that he yep. drives into the backyard of this place with no one looking and Which, seeing it. They specifically say that the people guarding Johnny Tapia's house are the Cuban army. So not just like his personal guard. They're like, he's in with Castro. The army guards his house personally. There was a fucking tiger in the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he just blows up the Cuban army. Yep. This the, is the CIA. Starting a war. Starting a new <laughs> Absolutely war. starting a war. Because even at one point, you just see them light the fuse on this nondescript package, and then the entire house blows up. <laughs> yep. The entire house. That scene is so beyond my ability. It's Bryce just, like, I think the best way to describe it, it's so beyond civil liberty that I, I am in agony watching it. Yes. And then, so my scene is actually just after that one. I mentioned that is ridiculous. But they steal Johnny's... Humvee, and they're driving it through a like shanty town. Shanty. And every little shack they drive through explodes. <laughs> like for some reason, all of them have explosives. <laughs> they're all rigged and explosive. Well, like, you know, Marcus did say this, or no, their their Cuban confidant that's in the car said this is where a lot of his drugs are made. Right. So drugs always explode. It's what, true. So they're all flammable. These people who are literally one step above homeless also have explosives in their homes, yes. apparently. And I just tell like, Cuba. driving through that, you're like, wait, that is this these really shouldn't be exploding. As far as I know, wood doesn't usually explode. <laughs> so that was my like most over the top of them driving through. But also it doesn't explode until three seconds after the car has cleared yeah. the like there's Shame. more over the top in Triple X, where we're basing this from, Xander Cage. But there's a it's, premise with him being an action star. Yeah. You can buy into him hitting a guy's face with the back tire of his dirt bike. And it's more watchable because it's a guy, one guy doing these things, whereas opposed to like things are exploding all around you at all yeah. times. Right. In this movie, you have to buy into that like a significant portion of U.S. military, U.S. law enforcement, and U.S. intelligence is just very much chill with the terrorist action on a Cuban person. Yeah. Yep. So that's weird. Um, my scene is not one of the big action set pieces because okay. there's so many in the movie. There are a lot. Um, that it was expected, so to speak, especially knowing it was a Bay movie. Um, what Cole mentioned about the house blowing up where you just kind of can't fathom. <laughs> part of the reasons why I had to watch it in a fast forward. I'm sorry, Bryce. I can't, I can't watch You're that. not on the pod anymore if you it don't watch just, the movie. It just... <laughs> It, I can't sit through crap like that. It just bothers me. It's so over-the-top stupid. So the, the, the scene that takes the cake for me, though, is when they finally get them. It's uh, the Gabriel Union, Marcus Lawrence. Marcus? Not Mar Marcus Lawrence. Marcus, Marcus Lawrence. <laughs> um, the main bad guy, whatever his name Johnny is. Johnny Tapia. Yeah, yeah, Tapia, and then Will Smith. And he's holding Will Smith hostage. And <laughs> there's a scene at the end where there's like another henchman... And I think uh, Sid throws a gun, and it bounces up a landmine. It lands it, on a landmine. Yeah. It lands on a landmine, but the landmine doesn't explode instantly. It, like, shoots up first. Yeah. And it makes contact with the henchman. 
So the that head. is. So I will say that is truly how some types of landmines work. They're, yeah, they do they're jump anti-person okay. landmines. So, yeah. Okay, so it made it over the top. Was she you know, accuracy, pinpoint accuracy for knowing the landmine was there, which she didn't. Probably. Well, they, they have little... Yeah, you can see the sprigs. Okay, okay. Yeah. So she throws it. I'm not trying to defend it. No, no that's fine. Yeah. She dies, and so then... So far, it all checks out. And then, it, you know, just simultaneously, Marcus is coming through a roll and did pinpoint... Obviously, he's got good shots at the end of the movie. Pinpoint shot right through the guy's head, and he dies, and he's on the ground, and they save the day. Well, he lands on one himself. He explodes. Yeah, he falls backwards onto a The bad guy. Yeah, the bad guy. After he gets shot in the head. Also... Overkill. To me, the most ridiculous part of that whole scene is... Gabrielle Union calls her shot out loud to tell the bad guy what she's trying to do. She goes, he goes, give me the gun, put the guns down. She goes, sure, I'll give you the gun right next to the mine. <laughs> and she throws, it's like, why would you tell him that it's was your just, plan? I thought you were going to say the most ridiculous part of that scene is when Tapia falls backwards into the sand. The, the sand itself behaves like a trampoline. <laughs> Literally, he impacts the sand and 10 feet of sand explode up above his chest from his impact to him falling. And it, like he lands in it like it's a water bowl. I must have fast forwarded right away. He's I've never skinny, seen sand. But he's dense. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> as soon as it, as soon as he gets shot, I think I hit fast forward. Oh my to gosh! The end of the movie. Also, it is funny. Like, they, you know, just classic movie logic. They have been like sprinting through what they find out later is a minefield, and like once they reveal it's a minefield, you see there's mines like every foot. <laughs> And it's like, how did they sprint through this whole area without mm -hmm. triggering a single mine, but the iguana just wanders on top of one, apparently. Or iguana. And then Martin Lawrence does a combat roll through the minefield. I just can't. Oh, it's so good, though. So good. Uh, Honestly, I, mean, I was, this maybe TMI, but I was taking a shower before we did the pod, thinking how enjoyable Daredevil was in comparison to this. I know I give Daredevil a lot I, I also think about Daredevil every time I shower, so that we have yeah. There is a good shower scene in Daredevil, right? Or is it in the rain? It's in the rain. Okay. Oh, I think you're thinking of Casino is a, Royale. When oh, he, that's a great shower scene. That's an oh, actually man. a good shower scene. We should do that movie. <laughs> we we <did>. should. <laughs> it's been lost to history. Uh, okay, so specific to Bad Boys, the Bad Boys movies to me are about Shit. literally getting in two things. Quippy one-liners. Can I introduce yeah, the category so people know what we're talking about? Okay, Would that be okay with you? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I hate you so much. They get in these quippy one-liners between Will Smith and uh, Martin Lawrence. They have a thousand jokes back and forth between mm -hmm. each other. Martin! Often during a car chase. So we're going to talk about car chases. We're going to talk about one-liners. First off, did you... Have a specific line in this movie that just got you. Me and Cole already talked a bit about the yeah. rats, which kills me. Yeah, uh, was there, there a different one? There is one for me. Okay. Um, it's it actually the department, the police department would probably be sued for violating someone's constitutional rights. Uh, but when they are in the beginning of the movie, Klansman says, "Don't we have rights?" Something like that, and he goes, "Why don't you exercise your right to shut the fuck up?" <laughs> It's great, it, like, because it's happening in Klansmen, it's great. It, it is nice like to think back to a time when everybody was like, yeah, Klansmen are the bad guys here. They are always the bad guys. Well, we all think that, but you know. Who it, doesn't think that? It's a weird vibe. Some people are, are like, yeah, you know, we shouldn't punch Nazis in the face, or we shouldn't punch KKK guys in the face. I'm, I'm down with the movie where they just, you know, we shoot a couple KKK drug dealers. Yeah, you know? and Nazis. <laughs> I'll say it. the Nazis. You know, I'll, I'm going to go out on a limb. I think the KKK is bad. I think I'm, they're the You could put me on the record for that. Me too. I'll join that record. All, All right. right. Yeah. Three for three. Yeah. Unanimous. Hear that, KKK? We, we got them, guys. We stopped them. The, um, my, my answer would be, so I would give you a quick 
Uh, just a quick one. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. My quick one is when they're driving in the opening driving chase scene sequence, when they rain down cars from the back of that right. moving oh, yeah. truck. Um, it's hard to watch. At one point, he drives under one, mm-hmm. and Martin, like, literally, Marcus cannot sit in his seat. He's like, Freaking out, freaking out, and then that's the one time where we see Mike kind of sweat it for a second. He goes, "Woo, that one puckered my butthole a little bit." <laughs> and there's something about him like being honest about how intense what he just did was that like makes you laugh. He wasn't so cool. Um, my, uh, I know it sounds like I'm doing three here, but my honorable are. mention in just terms of these types of movies is my honorable mention goes to Spanish gangsters who only use the words "vamanos" and yes. "punta," yes, and then speak in English every other word. Uh huh. I oh. gotta believe at a certain point in culture we've reached the place where I can read subtitles. You can just let a Spanish gangster speak in Spanish. You could just let them speak in Spanish and not have subtitles. I would like, also be okay. That's another option. Like Godfather Part Two. Godfather Part One. That's when that happens. Oh, they put the subtitles in Part Two. Well, there's no subtitles in Godfather when Michael goes to meet with the mob boss and they speak in Italian. It's very for, easy Italian to understand. Like, well, not if you don't speak That's Italian. That's true. Like most American viewers. But in Two in Sicily, there's no subtitles, right? There, there are. Oh, there are yeah, the New York are. stuff? Okay. But all that to say, it's like, at a certain point, we have to stop dipping into the well of just Vamanos and Punta. Yeah. yeah. Let's do the yeah. Godfather. Um, Can we change it? No. <laughs> but my real answer, finally, okay. is another car chase scene. It yes. starts out, obviously, it's going to be in a car chase scene if it's a great one, one-liner. Um, they, have to com- they have to come into your car. They say no to the first guy. They find this Cadillac. Turns out Dan Marino is taking a test drive to get this Cadillac. So they take the car, they're driving it around, and Will is driving the crap out of it. Crap, driving the crap out of it. And at one point, Mike, Will, says this. He goes, you know, Dan Marino should definitely buy this car. Well, not this one, because I'm going to F this one up. But he should <laughs> definitely get one like it. Uh, yes. Is Dan Marino actually in the movie? Uh-huh. Oh, I must have missed him. What? Did you? Dude, you didn't you watch did not the movie. Watch yes, for I sure. did. I this is. I, I, I at this point, I 100 percent believe you didn't watch the I movie. I watched the movie. I just read a bunch of reviews. You can't on the movie. say yes, I, I did. I you... promise. I just had to watch some of it. Dan I'm... Marino has a pretty big cameo. I must have missed him then. But I you did. fast forwarded through the whole the, movie. Well, the not, no wonder you didn't like the, it. Oh god! <laughs> I had to fast forward at times because of how bad. You didn't watch the movie. You're off the pod. You're out of here. Hear that? Uh, you can't do this. You can to me. write in new submissions. I of started this you want to watch, but you can also write in to be our next third person because I got Mario's guy. gone. I got an idea for the guy who could replace me. Anybody? He's literally me. anybody with eyes who will watch a movie for two hours. I, Dan yeah. Marino, I'm a, sorry, four hours. He's against movie. the Bills. Uh, so if it was Jim Kelly, true. I would have watched. Mm. You, you just repressed every image of Dan Marino trouncing the yeah, Bills. Yeah, I did watch it in pieces. <laughs> Just very, very small pieces over a course of two weeks. Bryce, what about you? My best one-liner, and it's such a small one. It's not the one I laughed the hardest at. A lot of them in that big car chase made me laugh more. But it's just, it's at the point in the movie where, like, you feel like they should be done with (laughs) one-liners, you know? The very end, we're talking about the standoff, and Tapia has the gun on Will Smith. And Will Smith is still just cool guy Will Smith. He goes, why why don't we just all go home? And then he pauses, because as we've mentioned, they've blown up his house. He goes... Well, we'll go home. You'll have to get a hotel. I might have missed that one too. Yeah, because you watched the movie. I don't like. I like. Is Tilapia a bad guy in another movie? Tilapia. Tilapia. I don't want to call him Tilapia. He's yeah. not in Triple X, is he? No. Where he's else? in Chronicles of Riddick. I haven't seen that one. He's in something else. Yeah. He's from Spain. He's like regarded as. He's like really well regarded in terms of like culturally from Spain. Oh. I think that's the other reason. He's I... regarded high for being from Spain. So like. He's a, he's in a popular the, actor in, yeah, amongst in his, in his country. He's, yeah. Okay. So his name is Jordi Mola. Yeah. 
Okay. Horny. Um, sure. Oh, no, it's Jordy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's another reason why I like this movie more than the first Bad Boys, is the first Bad Boys movie, to me, the bad guy is so uninteresting. This guy is like a little bit unhinged throughout the whole movie, and he's very unpredictable in a way that, again, kind of chaotic movie. Like, the Russians just show up to renegotiate their agreement, and he kills one of them with no prompting. You're like, oh, this guy is like a real bad person. The head so, Russian like, is like a bad Russian in every movie, too. Yes. Yeah. He's also not Russian in real life. Yeah, what <laughs> he's also the Russian from Armageddon. Oh, he's yeah. in, uh, what's it called? John, oh my gosh. John Wick. John Wick. Yeah. It was like Johnny Quaid. Yeah, again, not actually Russian. His name is Peter Storm Stormare. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, that is because he is not from Russia. He is from Sweden, but he plays a Russian in every movie. There you go. Looks like Stormare. If I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry. You but are the bad guy. It's not Italian. Tapia, Tapia is also in Blow. I don't know if you saw Blow. No, okay. Tapia is in Blow? Yeah. Hmm. No. All right. Anyway. So the other thing we talked about, car chase scenes. So there's a lot of car chases in Bad Boys. Some people are saying too many car chase scenes. Yes. At a certain point, it does feel like too many. It's so way too many. What is your favorite car yeah. chase moment in this movie? And then more generally, what do you think is the best movie car chase? Um, this one, one of the early ones, I see, I get them confused. The one where they're throwing the cars them. out of the thing. Yeah. That's I think, the there, first I think one. there's four major car car chases. Yeah. I would say that's the first one though. though. Yes, the that's the first. Okay. The only reason I choose it is because it's the first one. Because after that, that one was so over the top that after that, the other ones feel they kind of innocuous. feel flat because that one is so ridiculous. It's not an effective car chase, and I'll say why in a second. Say so now. Okay, well I'll say that. Well, that was my best one. To me, a good car chase focuses on the driving and the chase. Not the chaotic mayhem that ensues around the chase. Mm, you're probably where, not a big fan of Fast and the Furious. <laughs> after the first one. I have never seen the first one, and I'm not a fan <laughs> oh, of the Oh, the first franchise. one's so good. So, what I mean is, the Bond movies have created the best car chases. I think they started the car chase. That's not true. I don't think that's right. But they made them very famous. There used to be one in every Bond movie. Right, the Bond cars are a big deal. The Bond car chases are also yeah. a big deal. Now, I movie. don't like car chases when they're dragged on. They just don't interest me that much. Like, Spectre had a long one that was too long. My answer, though, is probably a very unpopular opinion. It is the Quantum of Solace car chase. That is an extremely unpopular opinion. It opens opinion. the movie. It ends... Casino Royale ends, and Quantum takes off right from where Casino ended. So there's all this awesome tension that's already been built. You had to see Casino first. And it just takes off. And yeah. it's, it ends with a, a foot chase. So that like is part of it. And it's awesome. Spoiler alert, that's the next movie we're reviewing. Okay. So you guys will get little, to little see... A little taste. A little yeah. taste next of week. that. You'll get to see what so I mean. So go watch Casino. <laughs> watch and Sarah then also and you will. It's a short movie. So you'll get to you won't have to fast forward through any parts. Yeah, yeah. And it's well acted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the car chase Mario picked as his favorite from and Bad I, Boys Two. It's not good. Is uh, best summed up by Joey Pantoliano, uh, who is Captain Howard in this movie. He's good. He's getting on to Mike and Marcus, and he says, "22 cars and a boat totaled. <laughs> How'd you get a boat? How the hell did yeah. you sink a boat?" <laughs> It's so good. Okay, the boat we was sink the boat. We didn't sink the boat. Right? <laughs> he just goes into his office and starts destroying his office. Yeah, the the car chase where they so it's the Haitians that they're chasing, and the Haitians are chasing Gabriel Union, Sid, and, and so again, a lot of chaos. Like Mario said, he didn't care for that. I think it's really interesting, especially because they're the bad guys, 
they're just gonna start throwing cars because they don't care. They're just trying to get away from the cops. And so it makes it so ridiculous and over the top. And it's too like, much collateral damage. It's a ton of collateral damage. Oh. Also, in these movies, I don't know. I'm not a police officer, so I'm not sure. But all of or a significant amount of the collateral damage isn't caused by them. It's mostly caused by these Haitian drug lords. I don't know yeah. what, what came. Nothing came of that chase. Right. That's the big problem. Is they're supposed to either you know if you're a drug or a narcotics officer, you got to get the drugs or the money. Hand in this in case, they have neither. Hand yeah. in your That's badge. not great. Not great. Yeah, we mentioned last week or a couple weeks ago with Marriage Story that Ooh, great movie. There is a tension to watch it where you're like you're uncomfortable watching this love <laughs> in so you know horribly and, yeah. and dramatically. In the same way, I really struggle to watch collateral damage in movies. Me too. Only because I just think immediately how long it's going to take to clean up, like. The Avengers movies, it's very oh. difficult, and they keep them in continuity. In they the reference sense. it in the Avengers yeah, yeah. movies, which yeah. is nice. They keep it in continuity, but like when I see all of a sudden somebody like super in uh, Man of Steel, exactly. That's oh. it's why Dragon Ball Z they cut to the countryside all of a sudden, and That's they can destroy mountains. Goku always fights, or yeah. or the cities get wished back. Yeah, yeah, which so, is Dragon Ball Z pod. My uh, my favorite car chase though, any yeah. movie is uh, I think Mad Max, which I mentioned is my second favorite movie of this decade. Uh, at the very end, specific, the whole movie is basically a car chase, and it's really good. But specifically the very end, there is just, again, I talked about how I like the chaos. It is nuts. There's people, like, jumping from semi-truck to semi-truck, <laughs> like, grabbing people out and jumping back. Yeah. It's insane. Like, they're, like, there's a, literally a guy playing electric guitar on top of a, uh, another car. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I mean, that movie's incredible. If you've never seen it, check out Mad Max Fury Road. It is actually better than Bad Boys 2. Uh, you'd be surprised. Yeah, my favorite one from this movie is the I think the morgue, like chasing the the morgue van, whatever mm -hmm. that that scene where when they get all the, the bodies are falling out. All the bodies falling out. Ugh. It's defeated a little bit because they do that trope with the cars falling out. That I wish they would have just done one or the other. The right. cars they out of the back. Twice. They do it a lot. The in this bodies movie. out of the back. But anyway, so I like that one from this movie. And then as I go to the history of car scenes. My OG answer was the Italian job. I love the Mini Coopers. Ooh, yeah, those are fun, fun ones. In a small area, but my new one, and I really, really liked the movie also, was Baby Driver. Oh, great, um, great choice. And that one has a bonus of just being edited really well, where he like drives. It feels like it's somewhat against the like a breaking the fourth wall. Like he's driving to the music you're hearing in the in, as yeah, an it's audience so member, awesome. right? Where he's like shifting on the beat and like changing lanes on the beat and stuff like that. So yeah, Baby Driver is really good. We should do that one. Um, so yeah, right now. All right, we're, we're doing Baby Driver now. Sweet. Wait, let's let's just get some tidbits in. So our okay. tidbits this week are sponsored by uh, Wusa Therapeutic Products. Wusa, get your Wusa, get your Wusa. Wusa. Serenity Wusa. now. I need I need some Wusa sitting next to Mario here. Serenity now. Um, insanity. Later. So did you guys find any uh, tidbits about this? I movie? did. I did. Go for it. I didn't fast forward to the tidbits. Well, um, as soon as not. I got a couple, I stopped looking though. <laughs> um, so they filmed this in Cape Florida State Park, which is in Key Biscayne. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Key um, Biscayne. Key Biscayne? Biscayne. Biscayne. Yeah, is that yeah. in the Keys? Yeah, it yes. is a key by oh, being the okay. word key. Oh, so the Keys have separate names. They're each an island. They're each, Never knew yeah, that. They're each a key, but yeah. Uh, yeah. We are in Florida. Um, so you northerners don't know, do that's you? That's true. We don't. You so, buffalo wing eaters. We don't. So... On one half of the park, they're filming this movie, and on the other side of the park, they're filming Too Fast, Too Furious. I thought, why not just cut costs, use the same footage, 
and then just edit in Vin Diesel or Will Smith. And if you Will get the Smith same is movie. ever in a Fast and Furious movie, I'll lose my mind. Yeah, that'd be like Little Dicky's music video. Save that money. <laughs> Save that money. Um, the other one I had was uh, um, Dennis Green. He played Reggie in that horrible scene we referenced. Um, he was treated poorly by Martin Lawrence's bouncer and then by Martin Lawrence himself. Like, look him in the eyes, and they, they, they just made him feel really uncomfortable because Michael Bay wanted him to fear Martin Lawrence before that scene. Yeah, that's a, like, so again, not a good scene, not a good vibe. Horrible. That's like an old. Like director trick that I'm like I feel like we could get rid of that because like in The Shining, which is a great movie, like that's what he does to Shelley Duvall to get her to be freaked out is he's like being mean to her. Who was mean to him? Uh, Stanley Kubrick. Okay. Um, and it's like just be nice to people. Like people can act even if you're yeah. nice to them. <laughs> what are like, you doing? Jared like, Leto's Joker. When yeah. He's yeah like, what are we doing? Dead rats. I, I send dead rats. You're, you're, you're a villain at this. I'm point. gonna go on the record. I think method acting is a little bit overrated. So I was just about to say method acting at times can be useful or necessary even, but not in this movie. I don't know if we can do it in any movie. I don't know. Never breaking character is weird. Maybe it's a weird it, thing to do. Maybe it helps the actor. Especially if it's a weird role. Like, I don't know, it'd probably be hard to be... Like, okay, so like, if a football coach came home and yelled at his wife the same way he yelled at his players, he's a bad person. Well... He's just a bad person. Like, we're not going to defend him and be like, well, that's what he has to do to be great. He's a method coach. (laughs) So like, like, when an actor comes home and acts like a psychopath, it's like, well, he's playing the villain in this movie, and we're like, yeah, but he's so committed. No, he's a bad person. That's a weird thing to do. I'm saying like this. Like, if I go into courtroom, if I have a trial, I go into courtroom... I'm in trial mode. They call it trial mode. You're yeah. serious. You're professional. All you care about is the facts. You're very analytical. You stick to the points. Right. I could easily fly off the handle and become animated if I wanted to, but because I'm in trial mode, I have to stay this way. Right. If I'm playing a character, let's say like the Joker. But what you're saying is you have a way you act when you're doing your job, and you have a different way you act when you're not doing your yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I, I think actors I'm saying, can handle. <laughs> but they're on the movie set, right? So I'm saying like if I play the Joker, that all that what, what does that role encompass? It's heavy it might be easier for an actor to be okay once i'm on set i'm just gonna stay in this frame of mind because it's gonna be too difficult for me to have to jump back into this character if i'm funny sometimes or interacting with people i'm just saying like, right. i don't so know like, i've so, never met so maybe actor, like so. not maybe between takes like you're like hey i, I don't want to like joke around between takes so i can stay in character but like method actors the whole thing is that like go home and continue to act like the character they're portraying oh i don't know i don't know about that that's strange right that's over like that's what cole's referencing jared leto playing the joker was like mailing castmates like his poop or whatever and will smith was like nah way more chill it was last week or whenever we did the rundown a couple weeks ago I, one of the things I found out about method acting quote for Dwayne the Rock Johnson is he just wears a different cologne for every one of his characters, so he gets he gets yeah, into like his that's smell. That's fine. I'm into that. Um, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna do some lightning round on my tidbits. All right, lightning round. All right, ciao. Here's here's first lightning round. Uh, first of all, when he says these are different breed rats, they're the big mfers. You know, they're they're not colonial rats. And the guy says rats aren't rats don't call aren't colonial creatures or whatever. They are. Rats actually do live in big colonies. That's just a random one that I thought of. It was funny that like this guy who's just like a, a two-bit thug in the Cuban mafia is like, I know about rats, guy. Exactly. <laughs> like, I thought he meant they're old. They're big because they existed in colonial times. Yes, yes so, yeah. they're old. They're hundreds they of years came old. Came over on 1492. Yeah. Um, the, another one. Our KKK uh, member is Zod from Man of Steel. Yeah, Michael Shannon. Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Uh, Why was he interacting with them, by the way? I missed that part. Why? He, why does he? Comply? They get him out of jail to help them find. But like, why is he compliant? Oh, okay. Because no, they, they blackmail him. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. it now. 
They uh, take a picture with him, say they're going to send it to all his KKK. I remember like, jumping back in the movie and he was with them. They're going to put him in the next Busta Rhymes video is what they oh, say. Yeah. 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 Typically, you should just watch a movie from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. You should have actually watched this movie. Most movies I would have. More people would believe your opinion of the movie if you would actually <laughs> watch it. Movies that are tolerable, I couldn't do that. Um, next lightning round, the tech guy, their, their brain guy, is yes, dude. John Sally. Uh, he played for the Heat and the Lakers, former NBA star. Uh, and he says he wants floor seats to the Heat and Laker game. Yeah. His also, teams. fun fact about John Sally, one of only uh, two players to win a NBA championship in three different decades, him and Tim Duncan. Hmm. Boom goes the dynamite. Uh, and then my last one is there's a Michael Bay director cameo. He yep. is driving the crappy car that they won't take. The best part that he, the best thing he did in that movie was right there, that cameo. I mean, it is pretty funny. That's it. He could have just ended the movie right there. <laughs> Thus, the lightning round has ended for Cole. Very good. Um, also, uh, haven't mentioned it yet, so I, I would be Dan remiss. Dan Marino was in this, by the way. If I, you didn't know that. <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't mention music in this movie. It's Awful. fun. Shake Your Tail Feather is a legendary uh, wedding dance song, and uh, oh, I, yeah. I'll stand for Shake Your Tail Feather. Not forever. my weddings. Well, that's because you don't get invited to weddings because <laughs> nobody likes you. <laughs> I'll tell you what I watch after the weddings, though. The wedding videos, I watch them from start to finish. Bye, my lover. <laughs> that's a weird thing to say. And I say I would have been fun, and that's. That song. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks. Uh, I think uh, Dr. J and P Diddy were involved in selecting the music for this movie. You actually liked the music in this movie? Yeah, oh, that was good. It made me sick because of everything that was going around. You couldn't just enjoy the music. Okay. Just put a black screen up and put the music on. You just close your eyes. You didn't watch the movie. That's why you didn't hear the That's music. So true. I watched parts. You, you can't hear the music when you fast forward through the scene. I got the gist. You of can't it. be a critic and skip past the movie. I got that. Speaks volumes to my level of critique. It was too abysmal to watch. No, that no. speaks volumes to your inability to critique. Oh, yeah. boy. Means you didn't give it an accurate assessment. Well, why don't you just eat it? Anyway, the other tidbit I had uh, had the, <laughs> the the other cameos that Cole mentioned. Um, but Johnny Tapia's house in Miami in this movie, so not the Cuban house that they blew yeah. up, but the Miami house, is actually a museum. Uh, <laughs> Two bad boys, too? And No, it's a, oh. it's a real museum. <laughs> and you can actually get married in the gardens of the house. It's a really nice looking house. I probably wouldn't be invited. Maybe that's where you're... We should do your wedding there. That would be an incredible place to yeah, do your wedding. No, that's she doesn't the want ultimate to, She hates this movie. movie, too. We can watch this I do. Wedding. She is. We can watch this wedding. I honestly can't wait. No. To get married my wedding, will, my house. wedding will have will be the furthest from Miami. I cannot tell you how many times I will quote Bad Boys Two at your movie, regardless. To my, of at my movie, at your wedding, Sorry. and I will not under I won't get any of the quotes because I probably missed them all. As your future best you man, I will do this for you. You are not him. <laughs> oh, screw Dave! You are the maid of honor. No, oh, I'll take that, and you'll like it. I will. So, yes. I think we all know the answer to this question. Yes. No. Does Bad Boys Two belong in the junk drawer? It doesn't. It would. Taint the junk drawer. It, it belongs in an incinerator. Can I tell you how excited I already am to buy Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2, and Bad Boys for Life on a single DVD? Don't purchase... I'm so pumped to buy that DVD. DVDs won't exist by the time Bad Boys for Life. I still have DVDs. I no, they won't, they won't make them. I love physical... They, I'm saying it'll be a Blu-ray. They still make vinyl. Because it, it came back. DVDs... DVDs, you get a better quality. Than Blu-ray? I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is so far in the junk drawer. I like the pirate movies. Oh, like Pirates of the Caribbean? Pirates no, like theft. Oh, they meant pirate movies. Movies only about pirates. <laughs> no. Well, on that, oh, thank you for choosing this, Bryce. You You're gave welcome. me just so much passion. I can't wait to pick another action movie next time it's my turn. A good action movie is going to be watched for perhaps. next week. Yeah, perhaps. And to my lawyers, I don't pirate movies. 
I am your lawyer, and everything you say will and should be used against you. That's a verbal agreement. You can't deny that. Okay. I just said it would be used against you, so I won't deny it. Well, I'm going to exercise my right to You're shut gonna... the F up. <laughs> so, anyway, if you would like to hear us talk about a particular movie, maybe Bad Boys for Life. Fuck um, no. You've never seen it. How would I don't you know care. It's good. Anyway, please email us at askthejunkdrawer at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at junk underscore pod, junk underscore pod, and you can interact with us on Twitter. So just to our fans or listeners, just know that we're going to take a one-week break. So we'll be back in a couple weeks with Quantum of Solace. We've got some fun, exciting things cooking up here. And we just wanted to take a couple weeks to let this shit stain wash away so that we can get into a good movie and bring good movies to you guys. So keep an eye out and ears peeled for that. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Junk Drawer Podcast. If there's a movie that you want to hear us talk about, then please reach out to us at askthejunkdrawer at gmail.com. See you next time.